0: Howdy, we are reporting about the winter meetings that are happening in Nashville, Tennessee. It's where all the big baseball people, they get together. Joe Espada, he said some words at the meeting. Then Dana Brown came out and said some things uh, about that as well. So we'll talk about that at the capital of country music on this edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the man, Heisman, and great H-Town wheelhouse chancy. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Astros. Find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day brett is doing something with athletically decline tonight but i wanted to go ahead and jump on and talk about the winter meetings that's happening in nashville tennessee and there's a lot that uh kind of happened in the last like hour or so uh, otherwise it was kind of a boring day a lot of show atani one soto talk uh, but there's been some astros reporting kind of coming on nothing big news like anything that's kind of um uh, life-changing but there uh, dana brown did talk and joe spada made his had his first official solo press conference so we'll talk about what was said in that and guys thank you for making locked on astros podcast your first listen every day whether it's on youtube go and subscribe to us and go and make us your first listen on apple odyssey spotify wherever you listen to your podcasts. podcast go and check out the locked on astros podcast and by the way Guys, come out to Seabrook Hooters for our Toys for Tots pageant on December 14th. Tickets are being sold for $10, and all proceeds will go for Toys for Tots. There will be three rounds, cocktail dresses, Christmas costumes, of course, it'll be naughty or nice. And last but not least, it'll be bikini round because each girl will have a bucket and they'll come around after the third round to collect donations. That's a way for you to go ahead and put your vote in as well. So uh, there'll also be some uh, small games and giveaways as well. So you might get yourself a free lunch or dinner with us. So tables are being sold now. Bar seats are also available. Please come join us at this special events while we raise money for Toys for Tots and enjoy a great show from your Hooters girls here at Seabrook. If you have any questions, please call us at 281-474-4629. Can't wait to see you there. So guys, uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, what we need to talk about. And that is the winter meetings. Uh, So far... Nothing really big has happened. You know why? Because everybody's waiting for Shohei Atani. I think everybody's waiting for him because once he decides where he wants to go, that's when all the dominoes are going to start falling. And unfortunately, it sounds like he may not even make the decision till after the winter meetings, because it's a big decision, especially with all the money, everything. It's It goes beyond baseball. It goes beyond money. It goes beyond marketing. There's just so much that goes into Shohei Itani. And there are reports that um, Shohei Itani may return back to Anaheim because he is, he has more control there. He has more autonomy there, and even Ron Washington said that. Somebody asked him about Shohei Itani. He said, "Well, I can't uh, let anything. I can't let anything out yet." So I don't know if he's just um, maybe just messing with people and just saying that, uh, just throwing some whatever at people. But uh, it's just kind of a weird situation that there's a chance that Shohei Itani could be going back to Anaheim, but there's a lot of money that's being thrown around with him. And I know that a lot of people are saying, well, I, Brett was talking about yesterday. Well, you have the new Astros and Rockets television app. So if you go ahead and ha- um, sign Otani, half of that money will uh, with all the people in J- Japan that watch uh, um, Otani pitch or play then you can go ahead and, and make a lot of that money all the jerseys that would sell yes but i just don't think that um i don't think that jim crane just has that money to just go out there and spend as much as it takes i bob neingale tonight said that he feels like it's going to take between um, probably about 550 million dollars to go ahead and sign otani and he feels like it's going to be the Dodgers. He's probably going to stay on the West coast. I know that uh, Bryce and the Rangers fans are thinking that there's a chance that he may go to the Rangers, but he's going to stay on the West coast. I think um, I know uh, the Braves have had some discussions as well, but I think he feels like he's comfortable on, uh, over there. And if he goes to the Dodgers, he'll be dealing with the same doctors, the same medical staff and and he'll be comfortable with that area. So I think that has a lot to do with it. And Juan Soto, uh, there's kind of some apprehension about him actually going to uh, be traded before uh, before the end of the winter meetings as well. But keep in mind, the Padres have to trade him because he's due to make about $31 million this year. And keep in mind that Padres already took out a loan to pay their salaries from last year. So what the Padres are trying to do is try to not have to take out another loan to pay for Juan Soto's contract. So I think that they're trying to get themselves out of a hole while trying to uh, continue winning. And uh, so I think the best way for them to do that is to go ahead and train Juan Soto. And I know that there's been a lot of discussion with the Yankees and the Padres are wanting – a whole bunch of stuff, Michael Keane, plus their top pitching prospect, plus four other pitch uh, prospects. And so the Yankees are like, yeah, we want one Soto, but that's a little bit a lot. So um, there's a lot of stuff going on, but um, I think that a lot of it has to do with what's going on with Shohei Ohtani, And I know that um, everybody's just kind of waiting for that. Um, So we'll, we'll see what happens. And I know that uh, also you have Yamato who's waiting as well. And he's actually, when the uh, off season started, a lot of people thought that he would be making about 200 million. I think a lot of people are thinking he's going to be making about 230 to 250 million now, maybe closer to 300 million Because he's 25 years old, coming from Japan. He's a top of the rotation pitcher right now. Meaning, he's likely out of the Astros price range. He's going to start meeting with uh, MLB teams after the winter meetings as well. So, don't expect a lot of movement at this uh, winter meetings. But, Dana Brown says that he's been, um, all systems go, uh, things are in motion. Does that mean anything's close? No, not really, but we'll talk about that in a second. We'll also um hear what Joe Espada had to say. And uh, but Astros are gonna be making something happen. It may not be anything big, and Dana Brown did address Alex Bregman. So we'll talk about that in a second. I know we live we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but we can can we just talk for a minute about preparing for tough situations. Whether or not you're traveling, I do an extended traveling, like you're going on a cruise or something. Or maybe you're just just going somewhere in the United States and maybe your insurance doesn't cover you once you leave the state of Texas or wherever you live. Well, that's why you have the Jace case. The Jace case is um, will give you that medicine you need in case you come across a situation where you find yourself, you need this type of medicine. So you can even get ED generics for Cialis or Viagra if you need it. So Jace Medical has the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, and skin infections, among others. The stuff can happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physical encounter, and a board-certified physician will review it, and a licensed pharmacy will dispense your medication at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. All right, so let's go ahead and discuss what uh, Joe Espada had to say, um, and then we'll talk about a little bit more about what Dana Brown had to say. So um, Joe Espada, nothing crazy there. I guess we can go ahead and put our first Yo, Joe. I think we're going to have some sound effects coming up pretty soon. But Joe I went up there and uh, talked a little bit. He went on MLB Network first, and then he went uh, in front of all the reporters. And he came up and said that basically that um, he said that he has not named the everyday center fielder. He said it's going to be it in between Jake Myers and Chaz McCormick. He really sees that Mauricio Dubon is kind of an everyday super utility guy. so But he'll get some run in center field as well. But they'll have them battle it out in spring training. So here we are. We have Chas McCormick thinking, all right, this is going to be my time. I'm going to go and get my chance to shine. Dusty Baker's not here. I can finally be the big boy. And then here's Joe Spada saying, well, not so fast, Chaz. You're going to have to earn it. And that's actually a good thing. You don't, uh, with somebody like Chaz McCormick, who's had to uh, kind of earn it and maybe has not really gotten to playing time, you uh, you want it. Maybe you, you want to challenge him. You want to make him earn it, so to speak. And so by doing that is saying, yeah, uh, we're going to have a battle in spring training for the center field position. I think Jake Myers can do it. I think Chaz McCormick can do it. And so we'll see. But if you look at Myers, he has a career 87 OPS plus and McCormick has a career 117 OPS plus. Um, you would hope that the better player will triumph up in there. And you would think that uh, maybe um, Dana Brown is like, you know what? I want Chaz McCormick to play, so let me try to trade Jake Myers. That way I can finally get Chaz McCormick to play more because I wanted Chaz McCormick to play all off se- all last season. I want him to be the everyday guy. Now I have Joe Espada saying, oh, it's going to be a battle. But you want a battle. You don't want Chaz McCormick coming in thinking that he doesn't have to fight for anything. And so you want him to come in hungry and ready to go to war with Jake Myers. And but it sounds like Mauricio Dubon is going to be super utility guy. He also said that uh Yainer Diaz uh this was no breaking news, but he's also said that he's been in communication with him basically every week on how to prepare for being an everyday catcher. Well, not every day, but he's going to get his off days, but um and as spring training draws closer, they'll increase the communication in preparation for Diaz's first season as the primary catcher. So uh, that's really good to that uh, Espada is taking this role because he's probably done this in the past with maybe Martin Malonado as the bench coach and now he's kind of taking on this role as well with uh, Yiner Diaz because Yiner Diaz He played a lot last year, not as much as we probably might have wanted, but this is his chance to shine this year. And so a lot of people uh, criticized him and maybe in Astros front office for not uh, having a lot of game prep. So that's something he's definitely going to be working on this offseason and becoming – I think that he has a great arm. He's becoming a great uh, receiver. So I just think that his game planning is something that he needs to work on and I think uh, even if the Astros bring Martin Monado back or um, Tucker uh, Barnhart, whoever the Astros go out and get uh, there, I think that Yiner Diaz is going to be the primary guy. And by the way, we'll talk about what uh, Dana Brown had to say about that in a second. But he also mentioned talked about uh, what it's like being um, one of the uh, six Latino managers heading into 2024. He said, I think it's exciting, and I think there'll be more to come. And so uh, I think there are, um, especially with a large amount of players out there that are uh, mostly Spanish-speaking, uh, that it does help to have a manager who speaks Spanish. Uh, but that's not the, the reason why. I think that we see so many great players who um, have all these great ideas and they go on to become managers. So uh, Joe Spada, I think, is what the Astros need. And uh, he went on to MLB Network and they were talking about what's the biggest thing about uh, your role as bench coach that will help you transition into being the manager. And he said, the biggest thing I have is connection to the players. That's not going to change now that I'm the manager. It's about winning. I know how to push and when to push. Those rela- relationships will make it easier for me to transition into the job. I have an incredible group of coaches, some uh, that have been with us for seven, eight years. I know one of my former ex-principals, ex-pr- he used to say, you need, uh, you need to make the students fans of you. If the students are fans of you, then they will do what you want them to do. And I don't know if the students are fans of me, but they respect me. And they do what they're supposed to do. Uh, So I think that Joe Espada, he has a lot of fans in that clubhouse. And those uh, players will uh, do what they're supposed to do. And uh, it's about winning. And I think everybody in that clubhouse. And uh, he was asked, what's the toughest thing? He says um, the toughest thing is the biggest thing is not letting complacency come into the clubhouse it's easy to think oh yeah we're um we're the reigning world series champion as of uh, looking back last season but we know that we're a good team so you've got to be humble you got to be know that you you can lose a game so you got to go out there hungry every game basically you got to continue push ourselves and just go out there and he said that there are some spots to fill but the core is still here. So that's basically all that I caught that Joe Espada said. So um, some good stuff from him, and I'm excited to see what Joe Espada does as a manager. And so uh, some stuff from Dana Brown. Dana Brown said a lot of stuff. We'll talk about Bregman in the next segment, but he did say that the Astros would get a fourth option year on Forrest Whitley. Whitley is healthy and throwing. I saw a video of him throwing 98 miles per hour. So uh, he's going to report to spring training as a reliever. This is per uh, Dana Brown. So they're not looking at Force Whitley as a starter anymore. They're looking at him as a reliever. So he could go into that uh, Hector Neris role, something like that. So I think that that's what they're looking at. And um, because Dana Brown also said that um, there are a lot of the relief market is great. It's really good. There's a lot of interesting options out there, but it's also very expensive. So it has to make sense for us to go out and put some money into some of these players. So that's something that he has to take in consideration. So I think you might see them uh, maybe go a little bit more within to kind of fill some of these needs. So I think that's what you're going to see. But um, we'll talk a little bit more about what Dana Brown had to say, including what his thoughts were about the whole Alex Bregman trade rumors and what are the Astros needs and uh, what's going on as day one of the winter meetings comes to a close. Locked on Has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel. All right, so let's take a look at what Dana Brown continued to say. So um, a lot of people said that um, uh, there's a lot of reports uh, that Alex Bregman could be traded, that um, the Astros would be looking at focusing more on Altuve or maybe not trading him, but there's just a lot of reports out there that the Astros could trade Alex Bregman to maybe um, free up some money or something like that. But Dana Brown was like, I don't know where this came from. I don't know where this idea came from at all. He said, I think most teams understand that we are not moving Bregman. We are not entertaining trading Bregman at all. Bregman has had a great career here. We are not interested in trading him. He knows that. I'm not worried about the articles and rumors. I'm not sure where they come from. You can't replace that type of defense, that type of bat. So we're not interested in that at all. We are trying to win here. That's basically what I've been saying. Like, why are you going to trade somebody if you're trying to win in 2024? A lot of the betting websites have the Astros, including FanDuel, have the Astros as favorites of going to the World Series again. So it's like, why would you trade somebody like Alex Bregman? Now, can the Astros go and re-sign him? No, especially if he's seeking a $300 million deal. I don't know if the Astros are going to go past six years because history says they will not. So, but we have Dana Brown saying right here, his own words. Granted, he did come out and say that he uh, he was going to do his best to make Alex Bregman a lifetime Astro, make him retire here. So you got to take that with grain of salt, but uh, we'll see what what happens at the end of the day, but I think that uh, the fact that he said he's not going to be traded, that means a lot, especially to Alex Bregman, because he's probably like, okay, where's all this talk coming from? But apparently, him and Dana Brown ha- have been having a lot of conversations, and they're like, he's like, hey, Breggs, we're not trading you. I don't know where all this crap is coming from, but it's not coming from me. You're not going anywhere. We need you in Houston. We want to win the World Series, and we can't do it without our all-star third baseman. So you're here for us, buddy. So um, moving on from Bregman, uh, he was asked, well, what is your focus uh, on at the winter meetings? And he says the focus remains on relief pitching and catching. And I'm not interested in overpaying in the relief markets. A lot of people are on Twitter or X are saying basically, well, that's a stab at the Rafael Montero signing last year. You gave him way too much money for way too many years. But I think that's just a, uh, that's more of a kind of telling sign about the market, what a lot of these relievers are asking for, namely Hector Neres. You, you know that he likes it here. You know he got his first World Series here. So you would think that if they was somewhat close in terms of money, that Hector Neris would return to Houston. But unfortunately, it's not there. So uh, we'll see what happens from here. But um, what he's not saying is they're going after a starting pitcher. So as of this moment, they are not going after for this third starter that we've heard in the past, rumored. So we'll see what happens there. But um, So where are they right now? They're in the full swing of things. The meetings are taking place throughout the day. I'm excited about trying to find that backup catcher and bullpen arm. There's not a lot of depth on the catcher market, so I would like to jump out in front. So basically what Dana Brown is saying is, there's not a lot of catchers out there. So we want to identify our number one guy, our numero uno guy, and make him our free agent guy that we're going to target. Is that Tucker Barnhart? Is that bringing back Martin Maldonado? Is that somebody else? We don't know. But the Astros have clearly identified somebody, and they're going to probably go after him. And so um, Dana Brown was asked, would you say you're close on anything? Dana Brown said, I would say that the talks are heating up, but I'm not sure if I would say anything is close. Close to, mean, close to me means that you are exchanging information and medical stuff. I would say things are heating up now. So maybe in the next few days, next week, we can see some movement. I don't think that Tucker Barnhart is waiting for Shohei Itani to sign. I don't think that the Astros are waiting for where Shohei Atani signs, but um, who knows what's going on uh, with this. So maybe uh, Tucker Barnhart or one of the other catchers is looking to maybe get a starting uh, gig. But if you look at what Barnhart's done in the past, what, uh, four or five years, he's not really everyday type of guy. So Yiner Diaz is the everyday guy. So if Tucker Barnhart or somebody else wants to come and possibly win a World Series, then Astros are a good team to go for. He, you don't have to be the everyday guy. You can just be a kind of a mentor off the bench with Yiner Diaz, kind of help him out. And that's why a lot of people are kind of pushing for Martin Maldonado to come back, just because he could do that. But could he accept the bench role could he accept a lower salary and uh, reduce playing time? So I think that the reason why Martin Maldonado is not back is because he wants more playing time. And the Astros have already committed to Yiner Diaz at this point. And I'm all aboard with that. So uh, we know that Dana Brown is looking at relievers, backup catcher. We'll see what else happens, but don't expect any blockbuster deals or anything. Don't expect Dylan Cease, show Tani, anything big as of right now, maybe something else makes sense a little bit later on. Uh, but the Rangers are also kind of with their TV deal. They're kind of sitting on their hands as well because they're waiting to see how much money they have. And I know, um, Bryce on the Locked on Rangers podcast was talking about, well, maybe that TV deal will prevent them from re-signing Jordan Montgomery. I hope Jordan Montgomery goes somewhere else other than Arlington because he was a pain in the butt for the Astros. So um, I would love to see him in Astros orange, but I don't know if that's going to happen. And with what Dana Brown said, I just don't see them trading – any of their major league talent from Valdez, uh, Jose, Jose or I can see them possibly trading, but definitely not Kyle Tucker. So, Yankees fans, uh, I you can go and stop uh, asking for him. I just don't see that happening. So, um, I know that baseball prospectus uh, came out with their top 10, Zach Dezenzo. Uh, is the number one. Bryce Matthews is number two. Will Wagner is number three. Louis Baez is number four. Jacob Melton is number five. Spencer Ergetti is number six. Joey Laprofito is number seven. Jake Bloss is number eight. Uh, Warner Luciano is number seven, nine. And then Kennedy Corona is number 10. So Kennedy Corona is somebody the Astros had to protect uh, in the rule five draft or else they're going to lose him. He is a great um, talent. So I think that we could see him as soon as maybe 2025 or um, maybe even sooner. Depends on how fast he develops. But I just just think that it really depends on what happens in center field. Does Jake Marisnick, not Jake, sorry does Jake Myers uh, get traded? Uh, Does Chaz McCormick finally take over? Uh, If they, if needed, does Pedro Leon finally gets his chance to, uh, to go to the big leagues? Uh, So there's a lot of ifs uh, throughout everything. So by the way, AJ Hinch, he was um, offered a, uh, he was extended today as the Tigers manager. So uh, they're not saying how long he's extended, but uh, he is now going to be a Tigers manager for a little bit longer. So I don't know if that means that he interviewed with the Astros and then uh, the Tigers were like, yeah, we'd like to keep you around. So um, the Hall of Fame uh, voting, the uh, they had a small committee of, I believe it was like 20 people, uh, but they went ahead and uh, voted uh, Jim Leland into the Hall of Fame. So he's the only one, the one, one person that missed out barely was Lou Pinella. So, um, but uh, Jim Leland was, it would be the manager going to the hall of fame. And one people, one person that's on this list that Astros fans do not like is Joe West. So uh, Joe West received less than five votes. So um, unfortunately for him, it doesn't look like he's getting to the hall of fame this year, but other than that, there's just a lot of talk right now. We don't know where Shoei Itani is going. We don't know where Juan Soto is going. There's talk that he could be going to the um, the Blue Jays. So at this point, we're just kind of in wait and see mode. Astros fans, that's what we're going to be at for right now. Uh, until we decide to go above the luxury tax threshold, we're just going to kind of have to wait for a little bit and see what Dana Brown can do for us. So that's all we got for this edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with another show. And don't forget to check out Locked On's new first ever national sports streaming channel, uh, 24-7 YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And don't forget go check out the, uh, the Hooters Seabrook uh, Toys for Tots pageant on December 14th. And uh, I think if Brett's going to be there, I may be there. So go uh, s- go support them and uh, support a good cause and uh, have a great time. So that's all we got for this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on, tw- on X at Eric Talks Rose. Find Brett at H-Town Wheelhouse. And you can find us back tomorrow talking about whatever goes on in day two of the winter meetings. Go Stros.